0: Y el de la 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 Yet, and ta
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would want you to greet somebody next to you. Thank you. Greet somebody, greet somebody, greet someone next to you and give them a very warm welcome to the house of the Lord. Make sure the person is smiling. Find another one. If there is no joy there, if there is no excitement, if there is no smile, get somebody else. Give somebody a very, very beautiful welcome into the house of the Lord. Yes, let me see those of you that are excited to be here today, wonderful, 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 wonderful. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. You may be seated. I hope that the session we had last Sunday has helped a lot of you quite a lot. How many of you can testify that your prayer life has changed. So we need to briefly continue on that so that we, we clarify on some mysterious aspects with regards to prayer. So we are going to talk about the same subject, which is the, the prayer life, but I'm going to focus on, the, on prayer uh, being a ministry, which is the prayer ministry. <clears throat> prayer is a, is a requirement. Prayer is a must. This is why, where you find prayer being taught, the teaching goes like, when you pray and not if you pray. Because prayer is definitely supposed to be conducted. It's a must. It's a question of when, not if. So when it is time for one to pray, there is need for the one praying to know and to understand what he is doing. So we're going to put more light to this divine idea, it's an idea which is in form of communication between the creator and his creation. Getting to know how to talk to our father, who we know to be the author, the creator, He's the ultimate. So our ability to understand a preferred uh, dialogue, the mode of communication that he prefers, though we know him to be an uh, an omnipotent God, God who possesses all power, and an omniscient God, a God who possesses all knowledge, which means also that even if you are to use any language that you can think of, you can invent even today and you use that to communicate with him, he's able to understand you. So there's no problem when it comes to his ability to understand, but the problem arises when he starts communicating and he starts using a language that he is comfortable with and we are not proficient, we are not learned in that language that he chooses to communicate with us. Then there comes a problem so when we are praying i would want us to look at um, the book of ezekiel chapter number 33 and we look from verse number 1 i would want us to see what god is saying to the prophet and we derive lessons from that so that today when you start praying you know what you are saying and god knows what you are saying and you also get to know what god is saying is okay it you?
2: Ezekiel 33, verse 1. Yes. Again, yes, the word... Yes, let's all stand.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh.
2: Again, the word of the Lord came unto me. What is the
1: first word that you see there? Again. So God is in the habit of what? Thank you. That, that should become a couch. You must have an understanding of that word again so that you don't get to hear God only once in your lifetime there must be an again and an again and again and again so that on a daily basis you get to tap into the communications of God so this is a declaration already upon your life that again God will what will speak uh-huh
2: again the word of the lord came unto me saying Mm. son of man speak to the children of thy people and say unto them when i bring the sword upon a land if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land ye blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Okay, read it again from the first verse. Again the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Mm -hmm. Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Thank you.
1: Thank you. You may be seated. It's rather a... a long uh, scripture because at at some point we'll get to a place, I don't know whether today where, I've said it before but you, just for the sake of those that were not here, where God openly told the prophet who is referring to as the son of man that I've made you a watchman over your people Israel so this was before God declared him a watchman so he's letting him know of the responsibilities um, the assignment given to a man whose ability is to see and hear but before he gets to that place where he says to Ezekiel I've made you a watchman he had okay don't worry he had actually started off by saying you speak to the children of your people so let's move slowly because prayer is going to help you achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve so let's slowly look into why some of those prayers have not been answered as yet and by not having answers to your prayers it doesn't always mean that God has not answered. Sometimes the answer is not favorable. That's not what you expected. But there is no prayer that is not answered. Every prayer is answered. It's either it's a yes or it's a no. And both are what? Answers. But it's just that we are not interested in the other what? Answer. But but for you to get the right answer to the prayer now this is the formula so that next time you pray you are guaranteed of an answer in fact you even know that this prayer is for the answer that i have already gotten it will be a prayer for the answer it's an answer that gets to you even before you pray before you ask I will answer before they pray, I will answer. So you will pray according to the answer. So it won't be an issue of seeking for answers. The prayer will be prayers for even thanking God for what? For the answers. It's a prayer which is birthed out of recognition of an answer because of An answer that has arrived, now you are praying. And majority of the people, they are praying because they are searching for what? For answers. So, I want you to understand this part. God, God, the word of the Lord came again. Again, God spoke, God spoke, God talked to the prophet. Then he calls him son of man. So, that's the first verse. He's speaking to the prophet. He's speaking to the prophet and he's giving him a message. So what is happening at that point, it's not prayer. The language, what God is saying to the prophet, it's not in the category of prayer. God doesn't what? Pray. But it's happening because the prophet had prayed. When you talk to God, that's prayer. When he talks to you, it's not prayer. So any communication from an inferior object to a highly placed uh, individual, that's prayer. So when communication is also coming from the top, going down, that's not prayer. So, the prophet had prayed. And in this case, God is speaking. But when the prophet was praying, he was also speaking. He was speaking. He was talking. But his was a prayer. But God's response to that prayer is not in prayer form. I have to let you know that because at some point I'm going to explain the... the, the the nature of some of these answers so that you don't reject answers when they are coming, especially when they come in in unusual form. Answers, they come in unusual form. The shape, the form, the color that you never expected. And yet that's the answer to the prayer. So when you pray... You are the creation talking to the creator. But then when the creator starts talking to you, that is not prayer. I want you to follow that part. Are you following that part? Thank you. So hear this. God is saying to the man that we consider a prophet, the son of man, it's not even his spirituality that God is considering here. Son of man. Son of man. Okay, let's move on.
2: Read it again. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, mm-hmm. speak to the
1: children of thy people. Speak to the children of thy people. And who is saying this? The Lord. The Lord. He's saying this to who? To Ezekiel. Ezekiel. So God is speaking to the prophet and telling the prophet to speak to the children of his people. God is speaking. The message to the prophet is for the people. And the message for the people gets to the prophet. And the people don't get to hear as God speaks to the prophet. So notice, God wants to send a message to the people. Then he speaks to the prophet. And he tells the prophet what to do with the message. I have spoken to you so that you go and you speak to the people. So if you are not going to talk to the people, they are never going to hear what I've said. Yet I've said it. I've said it. They will live a life where they say God has since stopped talking to us god is no longer communicating yet i have communicated with you so it is up to you now to take on that responsibility okay and you echo my voice go and speak like i have spoken to you if you are to be quiet that is going to signify my silence It will be as if God is no longer speaking. Yet I'm speaking every day. But it is because there is a blockage in between, between me and the people, there is somebody in between who doesn't understand his responsibility, which is the transference of the message. Copy from me. I've spoken to you. You speak to them. How come the people are not hearing you whilst you're talking to me? It is because of the coded language. What makes you a prophet is your ability to decode, to understand, to attach meanings to my statements. So, what I've said to you, if I were to say that to your people, it's as good as I've never spoken. So the difference between you and them is the ability that you possess to understand my language. So I speak to you, and you know what to do with my message. Diagnose it, understand it, and then you break it down to their level of understanding. Then you talk to my people. So they will hear me through you. They will hear me through your ability. To interpret. Are you following so far? Okay. So then God is saying, follow this, because this is where things really get serious. Tell the people that if I am to, don't don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. If I am to send a sword to the land, if I'm going to send a sword to the land, or a sword against the land, and the people of the land then choose a watchman from or off their coast, from their tribe, from their own people, choosing, appointing a watchman. It is up to the people, give them that right to select one amongst them with an ability to see. They have to choose a seer. They have to appoint one person with an ability to see the arrival of a sword this is something that I want you people to get. God is the one saying, if I, the Lord, am to send a sword, whether it is a fair mine <laughs> that I'm sending, there is nothing that can ever stop that. Even the devil cannot. But I'm giving you the solution to the problem that I'm going to send. The solution is, if the people To appoint an individual, it's an appointment of an individual, even against that which God is sending. I know you didn't get that. This is not just a a demonic spirit that is approaching. This is a sword that God himself has sanctioned. God has agreed that a sword has to go and destroy the land. But if the people of the land are to appoint an individual... And then that person that you appoint, what you do is because now he's a watchman, what you give to him is a tower, an elevated position amongst you. Don't be equal to that person. He has to be higher. So teach the people. that if they desire to be equal, it means there isn't anybody, anyone among them with an ability to foresee. They must choose a person and he is known to carry that assignment And that person has to be elevated and promoted. It means he has to occupy a higher position which allows him to see the sword before it arrives. That one, that, that one now is not going to be me. As for you, I have raised you up as a prophet. But as for that watchman, The people are supposed to choose. Sit down, sit down. Let me show you something. Choose a person. Choose a watchman. And what the watchman is going to say to the people is that I see a sword coming. And he tells the people that God intends to kill, to run. And God's intention gets aborted. God's vision, God's idea gets averted. And God fails in his attempt to kill the people because of a man that you would have appointed. He's saying, even when when I desire to kill, appoint a person who can stop me from doing so. Wasn't it Moses who said to God, Don't kill these people? Mm-hmm. If the news is to come out that those people that you delivered from Egypt, <laughs> you destroyed all of them in the wood and what are people going to do you think you are ever going to have another family following you again? You have destroyed the entire nation. Next time you come and you want to deliver people from Egypt or from Pharaoh, people who resist, because now they know you. You have destroyed four, your eight. reputation. It was Moses who said that to God. God's intention at that point was to utterly destroy. So what is he telling us? Inasmuch as God is not weak, but he is saying, there are people whose appointment. Is so necessary, mm. necessary. Well, how do you how do you explain that contradiction? It's God bringing a sword, yeah. Yeah. and He tells you how to. <laughs> uh, see, no, let me let me just finish that part. Numbers so, fourteen fifteen. Now, this is before we talk about what the devil is sending against you, so that you see. We're talking of the most powerful weapon that the most powerful being has sent which still can be stopped. How about when the arrow when the sword is coming from the devil? Please. 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 Think about this. Because you have got certain battles that some of you are fighting that you know for sure, they are coming from the kingdom of darkness, which we now consider to be an inferior kingdom. Okay? Now, and you want an assurance, can I overcome this? What if there is a possibility that you can overcome even a sword that is coming from the Lord? What if there is a method God is saying if I am to send a sword against a nation and that nation knows how to appoint not just governors not just senators, not just MPs but they know to appoint a watchman a watchman What that person is going to do is to assume that position. And that position is being referred to as the tower. There is an elevated position. And number two, something has to be given to the watchman. A trumpet. So a voice must be given to the one with sight. Let the one well positioned be the one to speak. Because from the top he sees what we cannot see. And it's not for him to see and enjoy. You get to hear what he's seeing. You don't get to see what he's seeing. You get to hear what he's looking at. So give him an elevated position. Let him be highly placed above you and he must have a voice that goes into every region. If the people are to be saved, So what this man is going to be doing is to warn you of an attack that is even coming from God. So that by the time the sword of the Lord arrives, it has no one to kill. No one, yet his intention was to kill. Let the sword arrive and it gets into the land and the land has already been evacuated. What kind of an operation is that? And the sword of the Lord has to return back to him and he says, there is no blood on the sword. And God is still satisfied that the watchman has done his part. Think of such an office in existence where people can even be kept from the wrath of God that is coming. What kind of a job? I know know of certain titles, reverend, prophets, and uh, all these things. (laughs) What kind of a responsibility is this, that God gets to a place and he finds no one to kill because they have been warned? And God has also approved that, that spy. Then number two, he says, if the trumpet is blown, the people are supposed to run. So they run according to his message. They walk according to his message. They sit according to his message. Don't think, don't think, don't think the only time that the people are going to react is when the trumpet is blown. No, that's what you think, you're limiting his office. You think if he blows the trumpet and the people are running, that's the only time that we get to see him at work. Even when he's not blowing the trumpet. It means the people are settled because of the silence of the trumpet. You know nothing is coming if he's not saying anything. So their running is according to his trumpet. Okay? And also their peace, even if they are not running. It is also because of a trumpet that he is not what blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So your stay, your peace in that land will be determined by the men that you choose. It's this is not a political position. It's a spiritual position. Yeah. so that you don't get to physically vote. You have to spiritually appoint an individual in your life that you allow God to elevate. You allow. You say to God, this one has a right to sit above me. Sit down, sit down. Let me, let, me, let me show you something here. We, we, we are getting to prayer. You, you, because th- there is nothing about prayer that is not from this passage of scripture. Everything is contained in this passage of scripture. I think in 2 Samuel, chapter number 22, somewhere there. Uh, sit down, please, sit down. There's a time when David was thanking the Lord for the deliverance from his enemies especially from Saul. And I like where David refers to God as his tower.
2: The Lord, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my
1: salvation. Mm-hmm. My high tower. He is a high tower. The Lord is my high tower. So he's saying, from the Lord I get to see. That's verse what? Verse 3. Verse 3. Read verse number 1 so that you know what David has averted. And David spake unto the Lord the
2: words of this song.
1: So he's praying. David spake unto the Lord the words of this song. Yes? In the day that the Lord had delivered him. In the day that the Lord had what? Delivered him. There is deliverance. When deliverance is happening, get to know exactly what is happening. That day that he prayed when he was under attack and his life was in danger, he prayed. And what, what happened? Because most of you have found yourselves in very, very dangerous places. Very, very dangerous places. And the only thing that can bring you out of that situation is knowing what to say. How to pray? David was once in that kind of a state where he wasn't sure if you... This is not just a little boy that is fighting you. You have the king who has the entire army coming against you, an individual. He's just a civilian. How do you survive that? You have to identify an individual in your life who is the Lord and you make him your tower. So he's saying, he's saying now, read it again.
2: And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song, Ah. in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies. How many enemies? All. Yes. And out of the hand
1: of Saul. And also out of the hand of Saul. Saul. Mm -hmm. And he said, The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my... If I had time, I would explain all of these items that he goes on to list. The Lord is my He's not just saying the Lord is a rock. He's personalizing the rock. He is my rock. Uh And my fortress. Mm -hmm. He's a fortress. He understands uh, battles is a fortress. The Lord is my fortress. Yes. And my deliverer. Ah oh, my God. Yeah. The
2: God of my rock. Mm-hmm. In him will I trust. The God of my rock in him will I what? Trust. Trust. Uh-huh. He is my shield mm-hmm. and the horn of my salvation. Mm-hmm. My high tower mm-hmm. and my refuge, mm-hmm. my savior, mm-hmm. thou savest me from
1: violence. You save me from violence. You may be seated. Listen to the way this man is praying, acknowledging. A work that has already been accomplished by the Lord. When that day finally comes and there is a need for you to be saved from violence, do you know what really goes into that prayer? Now you know that there is need for prayer to be raised. Do you know how to pray? Let me show you something here. Can I show you something? Sit down. I'll show you something. I'll show you something. Most people are not aware of what prayer does. So we cannot even say they know what prayer is. If you don't know what prayer can do you cannot convince me that you know what prayer is. Because by knowing what prayer is, you must be able also to know what prayer does, what prayer can do. Most of the prayers that we are praying, we are trying to get God to do something. And those are the prayers that are likely not going to attract an expected answer. Trying to get God to do. And yet, most of the prayers that you are going to see working in your life are those prayers that are going to get you to do. To do. To do. To do. Do you think that do you think that God is weak and he gets energized by your prayers? He's never weak, right? So when you ask the Lord to help you, you are not helping him with strength. No. 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 There is an empowerment in as much as there is not much power in prayer. There is a lot of power in the one praying. There is not much power in prayer. There is not much power in prayer. It is the power, the power, the power. Notice, notice something here. Notice something here. Do, do, there, is a, there, is, there is a time when the sons of Ammon and the Moabites came against Judah. Judah that was under the leadership of one of the most God-fearing uh, kings by the name Jehoshaphat. And they came against Judah and against Jerusalem. And what Jehoshaphat did was to, number one, even before he prayed, he was terrified. He was afraid. And he measured his capacity to contend with an enemy at that level. And he says, I would rather declare a fast. And an order went up. No man, no woman in Judah is going to have breakfast today. Forget about the eggs and, and, and bacon. Today, everyone is going to pray and fast. In case some of you decide to eat, he, 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 he summoned everyone. Everyone should come.
2: 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. And now, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek
1: the Lord. To seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Throughout all Judah. Everyone must be on a fast. This was because an enemy was fast approaching. An arrow is coming. A sword is coming. Now. And Judah gathered themselves together Uh to ask help of the Lord. To
2: ask what? Help. From who? the Lord.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Are you sure that your enemy knows that you know how to ask for help? They they know that you don't know how to ask for help from the Lord. They know that you don't know how to ask for help. They know that if they are to fight you, what you're going to do next is to fight them back. You don't know how to ask for help from the Lord. They are not afraid of your response. They fear when God is responding Mm. on your behalf. They fear that.
2: Even out of all the cities of Judah,
1: all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. To seek the Lord. And then you'll notice that what Jehoshaphat did, there was the temple of the Lord number one, and there was a new porch there was a place that was created for that declaration so Jehoshaphat is from that place and while they were praying the spirit of the Lord came upon the priest and the spirit of God spoke a message is coming from the Lord now verse 15 uh huh and he said, her can
2: you old Judah? Who is that? Then upon Jehaziel, the son of
1: Zechariah, the yes, son of Benaiah, the who son was of a she- Benjamite. You see, I want you to see something here. There is something so profound about this man. Yeah. The spirit of God comes upon him. He was a priest. While his people are praying to God for an answer. Mm, mm, mm. What came upon one man was a spirit. Yeah. so know when answers are coming back they are coming in what form be aware of spirits that come upon you after prayer be aware Mm -hmm. be aware what you are sending to God (laughs) are statements complaints utterances, requests. What comes from above is a spirit. Please be aware of that. It is then what that spirit is going to tell you. To be able to understand the language of that spirit. To be able then to understand the language of that spirit that you have already received. That spirit will not come upon you at some point. It has already what Come. But what is not happening now is your understanding of the language of that spirit. When you pray, that spirit that you have already received will begin to talk. Okay. Oh, now, so, so I'm going to show you how that spirit can advise you, you on what decision to take. It's after prayer you have asked God and you're waiting for an answer. And the answer comes from a spirit that has since come upon you. How many years ago? I don't know how many years ago. You have a spirit upon your life that can speak, that can answer questions that you are raising today. When that spirit was given, answers were already embedded within that spirit. You were answered before you even asked. You carry a spirit that carries answers. So you were answered before you even asked. Are you following so far? Now, let's, sit down, sit. let's follow this. Let's follow this. The Spirit came upon him, and listen to what he's about to say now, because he's going to give an advice to a politician, Jehoshaphat, who is also spiritual. He's, he was very, very spiritual, Jehoshaphat. But... The priest of God is going to let him know that this battle, you are not going to fight it.
2: And he said, heken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem.
1: Listen, be attentive, please. This is is a, a key feature in this entire matter. Your ability to heken. And thou King The spirit has come already upon. And <clears throat> what is going to, your victory in the next few days, that's what he's saying, will be determined by your ability to hearken to the spirit. Hearken, O oh ye Judah. Be able to hear the voice of the spirit. Uh-huh.
2: Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, Mm. thus saith the Lord
1: unto you. The Lord is saying unto you. Be not afraid. Number one, let's deal with your fear. Nor dismayed. You see, their problem was an external enemy. The sons of Ammon and the Moabites. It was an external enemy that they wanted God to deal with. And they became fearful thereby establishing another camp of the enemy within themselves called fear which has to be defeated first and foremost. I cannot deal with the Moabites. I cannot deal with the Ammonites unless I have dealt with the fear that has gripped you. You are too afraid. So when the Spirit of God came upon the the, the Levite, he began to deal with inner issues, inner problems. So in that moment of utterance, you see God completely ignoring your, your external enemy. He's not dealing with your business. He's not dealing with something that is bothering you. He comes right inside of you. And he starts questioning, why is there fear in you? So, our victory over an external enemy is going to be determined by our victory over what? An internal enemy called who? Fear. 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 Sit down. Sit down. you see that there is such consistency in the word of god jesus is coming from the sleep he started by asking why are you afraid he did not start by addressing the storm yeah. it's an external enemy but there is fear within you that i have to contend with first if i'm to defeat that inner enemy ayo ayo ay, 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 ay. This external enemy is not even a problem. Why would Jesus ask such a question? Why are you afraid? So according to his understanding, this doesn't justify your fear. Whatever the sea has done so far, whatever the sea, whatever the people have said about you, You should not be afraid. Don't be afraid.
2: <sighs> <sighs> there it is. Mark 4, Mark 40. four verse 40. Uh-huh. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith?
1: There is a why, right? Why are you so what? And what what was happening at the time? Come on. There is a reason. And someone is, is as if Jesus is on the phone, he doesn't he cannot see what is happening. He's there. And he's asking why. Give me a reason why you should be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so if the storm is not a problem then why then did you command it why if there was no problem if the storm was not a problem why then rebuke the wind if the wind was not a problem? Because you're just confirming that we were right being afraid. So if you were to ask him such a question, he would still insist, "Um, I have to do this because of your fear. We were still going to sail through let the wind be. Let the storms pass. It's part of nature. Now, it's because of your fear that I have to perform this miracle and temper with nature. Because of your fear, you cannot coexist with other creatures. It's up to the wind to blow. But you cannot coexist. You have a problem with witches. <clears throat> so so uh, okay. Uh, so let's go back to the to the priest. The priest is saying, do, do not be afraid. And now he's about to Give Judah a strategy. Which is what is going to come during prayer. When you ask God to deliver you. What is coming there in most cases is a strategy. 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 Do you know what is going to attract a strategy? The prayer, the only prayer that I know capable of attracting a strategy is a strategic prayer. I'll I'll explain that. If the prayer in its nature, if the prayer in its nature is strategic, deep calleth unto deep, it will attract a strategy. Strategies will always gravitate towards strategies. A strategic prayer will attract a strategy. And according to God, at the time that the strategy arrives, deliverance has already occurred. What is needed from that point now is to hearken, O ye Judah. O ye Judah, pay attention to the message that is coming now. So, the message that is coming from the priest is saying, what? Thus saith the Lord unto you, Mm. be not afraid,
2: nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude.
1: He's also confirming that the multitude is what? Great. great. Be seated, please. Uh-huh. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. You see? You see? You see? What was he thinking before, Jehoshaphat and the entire Judah in the entire Jerusalem. The was that the enemy had come against them. Mm-hmm. Most of you are not aware of that. When you see them encompassing you, you are not aware of something which is of God in you wow. that they are up against hear me God is coming in and he's saying this is not your battle, it is mine so in a split of a second had they not inquired they were going to find themselves fighting a battle which has nothing to do with them most of these people that you think are your enemies, no what they hate is the God part in you And it is that God part in you that should arise. Mm. Not you. you let, me t- let, let me tell you me tell something. Me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> Had the priest who is prophetic not advised, these people would have gone to war fighting an enemy which was not even their enemy. Judah, it is because you have the presence of the Lord in your midst. That's why these people are coming against you. So it's not your battle, it is mine. Hmm? Hmm? But still, they've come to us. They should have gone to heaven where you stand. <laughs> they've come to us. Because God is not in heaven. He is amongst you. Yeah. That's why they come to you. They come after you. You carry that God. Now, so the priest is saying, this is not your battle. This is not your fight. It's mine. Yeah, right? Listen to this. Tomorrow, go ye
2: down against them.
1: Ah. You say what? Ah. <laughs> what kind of a prophet is this one? You know what? You will hear very soon, he's going to tell the people that you are going to be still and you will see the salvation of God. He's going to say, you are going, all that you are going to do is to be still and you will see the salvation of the Lord and tomorrow you will go out.
2: Verse 17, ye shall not need to fight In this battle, set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Still and just see the salvation
1: of the Lord. And what follows? Uh
2: And stand and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, Mm. nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be
1: with you. (laughs) You said we are not going to fight. You said we have to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And the next word from that spirit says, tomorrow you, you go. Ah. This is where some of you people miss it. Even where God says that I'm going to fight for you it will be you fighting. Is the... When you are that part of God, when you have become, when you now consider yourself God's ammunition, it will still be God all by himself fighting while you are what? Fighting. Now, let me show you something. Let me show you something there. I thought we were supposed to stand still and watch. Still, you will see the nature of the deliverance. I'm just teaching you what to expect as you pray. Be careful, child of God. By the spirit that you have received, an idea is going to be dropped. A strategy that will bring you out of that confusion is going to come. Now, hear what is going to happen now. Uh huh. Sit down, please. And down. Jehoshaphat bowed his
2: head and his face to the ground. Not, not only him, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. There were the
1: only few people that remained standing with the grace to stand, uh huh. Worshipping the Lord. Uh huh. There's a few, few number of people. Look at, look at those ones. And the Levites of
2: the children of Kohathites and of the children of the Kohatites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on
1: high. I, I, I said sit down, right? Okay. So you make sure that your neighbor is seated. Okay? Yes, I'm appointing you. <laughs> You're a Levite. <laughs> I'm just sharing this with you so that you know how God answers my personal prayers I know in what form answers come that is where the difference is it's not in that you don't get answered and I get answered no you are not aware of different forms of answers, especially if an answer is to come in form of a strategy. Can I tell you what, what is what then happened in that passage of scripture? We're not going to read all of it. That's the verse you have you have heard of that. Where Jehoshaphat early in the morning stood up and he said, O ye Judah. O oh, Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God.
2: So shall he be established.
1: Believe his and you prophets. shall be established. And you believe his prophets. So shall he prosper. And you will prosper. That's when he said that. So he's saying your belief in the prophet will result in profit. You will make profits by believing in the prophet you will prosper even in this battle. Then the next thing, when they also inquired further, there was another inquiry that took place and they were told what to do. And what then Jehoshaphat did was to invite the choir and he set the choir before the army. And a song had to be given, a prescribed song, which talks about The holiness of the Lord and his mercies that endures forever.
2: And when he had consulted...
1: Don't worry. Uh, Still when he had what? Consulted. Together with the people. They wanted to know. Yes, you said, we shouldn't be afraid. God is going to fight. But they feared that they knew. It's not going to end there. They feared that consulted. So how is this victory going to come about? Now they are receiving some details now on what exactly to do for this venture, for your business to flourish. Those details, they come as you inquire diligently. The overall message from God can say that you're going to be a millionaire in the next eight months. It's an overall declaration that comes from this guy. You don't even know. But how part comes as you diligently inquire for minute details. God had already told them that you are going to see deliverance today, but they fed that inquired. And now they were told how to approach a strategy this time around so that you know it's not you fighting. Invite the choir. They will go ahead of the AK-47s. No one is going to throw a grenade, so that you will know it is my fight. So what you talk about is my holiness, while I am killing. Don't accuse me. <clears throat> Don't accuse me. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down. I see he's standing. Sit down. that one, that one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Some of these people, next time when they come, make sure there are no chairs where they usually stand. (laughs) Let's see if they will not complain. (laughs) Talk about my mercies that endure forever. So as they were singing, (laughs) the Bible talks about an ambushment. I don't know what kind of a <laughs> I try to, to, to find out what exactly happened. There was an amb- ambushment that happened which was caused by the Lord as they were singing. No arrow was thrown. No spear was thrown. They were singing And the children of Ammon and the children of Moab raised against the children of the se which were occupying those mountains, and they started to fight them. And when they were done killing the children of the sea they started killing each other. The creation of such a confusion is amazing. And what then happened was you get to a place where a watcher had to go up the tower and he saw
2: dead bodies. Verse 24, And when Judah came toward the watchtower in Mm -hmm. the wilderness, Mm -hmm. they looked unto the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth Mm -hmm.
1: and none escaped. you, you, You see that from A vantage point. A vantage point means an elevated point. A place that gives you an advantage. Mm -hmm. It's a vantage point. An advantage to see. Where you can clearly see. There is such, there must be such a place in your life that you usually visit and you make assessments of the future. The enemy that you think is still alive, if you are to climb that tower, you will notice that you are afraid over here, while it's over there, your enemy is already gone. But notice something very important here. Notice. 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 Ah, Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Waiting for you. Sit. Sit. Thank you. Hear this. So please, at this point, I want you to get this part. Because you are not aware. Notice what is happening. How do you create such confusion? Is our people aware? Is our choir aware of what a song can produce? Members of this ministry, as they come and they watch, they spectate, they're just looking at you as you are singing. Are they aware of the power? that God has put in each and every song. Are they, are you aware why after the service you still have to go there and you still find your enemy alive? That it was simply a song that you ignored, a song that you did not participate in. You have to live on to fight physically, manually, an enemy that God would have pneumatically fought. (laughs) Things that you should have found God already put in place, you will find them still standing waiting for you to exert energy. Because you did not take advantage of the music the praise, the worship. You were waiting for the arrival of the prophet. Yet that day God had given an instruction that you are not going to have a scriptural reference. No Bible is going to be opened. it will be songs. And I do the fight. I've never seen, it has never happened, I've never seen, I've seen, of course, people from the choir losing their voices because of too much practice. Even after a conference of some sort, you can see some of them, they are really, they are struggling. They are having issues with their throats and something because they were really pushing themselves so hard to produce. It has never happened from the pew, from the audience. How many of you have experienced that? Sitting where you are seated just by singing along and you lost your voice. It's a sign that you are not a part of what is happening over there. You come and as they are singing unto the Lord, you, 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 you make yourself one with the Lord and they are singing for you. What is they are singing for? For the Lord. Same applies with the choir. The one on the microphone is the one shouting the most. Yet he's the one on the microphone. So it's one person who is leading who's going to lose his voice. It means the rest also were not singing that loud. We are not aware of the battles that God is going to fight, whilst all we are doing is to praise Him and to worship Him. Isn't this the reason why we'll then end up having to fight for ourselves? We did not participate. We thought it was just one of those programs. From this, we get to that, we get to that, and the prophet arrives, and then we. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Ah. As they were singing it was up to the Lord to come up with a strategy. And the strategy there was confusion. When the devil gets confused, when God gets into the camp of your enemy and they are confused... A confusion that can even cause your bosses to promote you. It's a confusion. It's a confusion. I've seen people with no qualifications getting key positions. there is such confusion even in kingdoms <clears throat> even less qualified people they get appointed into key offices and you wonder oh, this guy this guy there is a place after the destruction of the people, do you know that it took them three days to gather the spoils? Verse 25.
2: And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil mm. of them, mm. they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels. Precious Yes. Which they stripped off for themselves more than they could. could, carry could turn away. Away. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: taking riches from the
1: dead bodies. I think the I think the, the, the churches I think we've have, we have lost some of these strategies. Yeah, yeah. They are they are not praying for these guys to be resurrected from the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: they are searching
1: corpses. What
3: gives you that kind of courage?
1: They had fully understood the message on prosperity if you believe in the prophet. The method can go that far. Now let me show you something. Let me show you. Because some of you.
3: Dead bodies.
1: Let me show you something. Because it used to really worry me a lot to say, honestly, all these people die. And they carry their gifts and they go. There is a way that a dead corpse or a
0: corpse
1: can be searched. It's not enough for your enemy to die. Mm. But are you well trained as a church to extract gifts, take spoils, so that we, we, we know, even if we hear that Martin Luther is God, Isn't there somebody with an ability to take on that mantle? Even if it is to be declared that President Nelson Mandela is gone, who has the ability to search him before he gets buried? To extract the jewels, the treasures. Because the Bible talks about we have treasure in these earthen vessels. An yeah. yeah. ability. You. Ah, okay. Okay. His, his, his. Let, let, me, let me show you something. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. My time is almost up. Um, I'm it. repenting. <laughs> try. Hey, you try. <laughs> hey, <You> try. <laughs> hey. You try. Sit
0: down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You may be
1: seated. <laughs> hmm? Three hours, four hours. How can one go for
3: three
0: What or kind, what four kind hours? of a church
1: is that? <laughs> sit down, sit
0: down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took them how many days? Three, three days. So in that victory, there was prosperity. Three days. Three days they could not finish. And they all came back and Jehoshaphat was now in front of the people rejoicing. As they were going, it was the choir. As they were coming back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the king was now comfortable. Yeah. He was now in the front.
2: Then they returned every man of Judah, and Jehoshaphat was in the forefront <laughs> <laughs> to go again to Jerusalem <laughs> with joy.
1: There's no more danger now. Yeah. Yeah. Three days ago, because there was danger, choir. <laughs> That's what we do, pastors, when you realize that, mm, this demon, I can't cast it. Intercession. I- intercession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Intercessors are in trouble. I <laughs>
3: Those relaxed demons that you can easily expel, no
1: one is sign for that. demon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you get given a major demon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. 15 minutes, chat. Only 15 minutes. <laughs> that demon would have made a mess of everything. All right, so what can we learn from that? There is a place further down where, then the Bible says, when there was great fear upon all the kingdoms because of how God had delivered his people, the people of Judah, from their enemy. When other kingdoms had of such a method, they were terrified. So there was a transference of fear. And Jehoshaphat threw, the Bible says, throughout his reign. Now there was stability. There was peace.
2: And the fear of God was in all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard when they had heard that the Lord fought
1: against the enemies of Israel. There was fear that fell upon how many kingdoms? All or the when kingdoms. When they had heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of
2: Israel. Keep on reading. So the realm of Jehoshaphat, the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. It was quiet. For his God gave him rest
1: around about so this fear that you see falling upon other kingdoms was the creation of peace for the rest of his reign no one would want to try no one wanted again to to tempt him because of this strategy. So that fear, if you are to diagnose it and investigate, it's not ordinary fear. It's up to the one praying to know what it is and to give it a name. Wow! I once told you of the message that God gave to Israel that I will send hornets before you, hornets that are going to chase away the inhabitants of the land that I've given to you. Huh? Yes, Father. Exodus
4: twenty-three,
1: verse
2: twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanite,
1: and the Hittite from before thee. These are these are like those big. Peace. Those big ones that look like wasps. God is saying, I'm going to send them before you to drive out the Hevites, even the Jebusites. Mm. But you will notice that at the time that these people ha- arrived, the Hevites were still
0: there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yet God had promised that I'm going to send these <laughs> hornets before you to drive your enemies are away. Mm. And by the time they got there, enemies were still there. Mm. Where are the hornets? Mm. <laughs> this is why now I'm teaching you so that you understand these answers when they come in other forms. Oh, so, so, so. What is then a hornet? He's just telling you this is a description of an angel mm. that goes ahead of you.
4: Wow.
1: Wow. So, How do I know that this one has been bitten by a hornet? The infection is fear. You know that already a hornet has dealt with this one. How do you know? When you get into the city of Jericho, and you are told by a prostitute, that the men of this city are terrified. They are fainting because of what your God has done. They have heard of your God, how he delivers you, and how he delivered you even from Pharaoh. And their hearts have melted. Mm. Mm. So this woman is telling these spies that uh, these men that you see here, they have already been beaten by, by hornets. By the angel called fear... <laughs> has already arrived. And once a man is afraid, he has already been defeated. It's walk over. So when God says that, I will send them before you to drive away the Hevites and the Jebusites, God is talking of their state, emotional state. I will temper with their ability even to fight, even to contend with you. They have no energy left to resist your occupation because they've been beaten by hornets and those hornets are not physical this, this, this is a class of angels that will bring terror upon your enemies and so that when you fight with them it is like the Lord fighting So you don't know how these words work, right? <laughs> when you say to a girl, I'm interested in marrying you, having a, a three-meter vehicle parked behind you, you may see this. In most cases the answer that you are going to get from that prayer is certain. Yeah. <laughs> In most cases, you almost you are guaranteed of an answer yeah. which is favorable. Because she has already been what? Beaten.
2: Joshua 2 verse 9. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land
1: mm. and that your terra... I know that the Lord has given you, shall give you. Has given you. She is part of the people that are to be dispossessed. She's saying, I know the Lord has already given you even this land.
2: Because of what? And that your terror. Your what? Terra. Your what? Terra. Your what? Terra. Is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint
1: because of you so imagine the fight you're killing people that are already dead so so that when you arrive now and you still find them occupying your territory You still find them still occupying your property. You still find them still driving your vehicle. You must not question the prophecy and begin to wonder. So, where are the hornets? I thought when I get here, I will find them already. No, 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 no. They are in. They are no longer in their normal state. You will find them already ready to hand over their possessions. Some of us, most of you people that I see here, you don't know how to take advantage of the work that the hornets would have done. Right now, even if you had to talk of our Zimbabwean economy, it has already been beaten. There is a sting that you can see. And some people that are making it well, they're taking advantage of the weakness, of the fainting, of the economy. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down, please. So this is the part that I would want you to take note of like I always do these days I I, I try to indicate key areas so that you don't miss out so as you were praying for whatever it is that you were praying for what were you saying what did you say do you know how to ask for that how do you pray? If it is for the sick, how do you even pray for the sick? And I told you before, I think some many months ago, that he never instructed us to pray for the sick, but to heal. Right? Yeah. That's like I don't know how many months ago. If, if it's not years, he has instructed us to heal the sick. Matthew 10, 8. Heal. the sick. sick. But there's a place where he says if you are sick, go to the elders, to the leaders of the church and they will pray for you and so on. Okay? How come those ones are praying for the sick? James 5.14.
2: Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him.
1: They will pray over him. Anointing him
2: with oil in the name
1: of the Lord. It doesn't always mean that this prayer is for healing. Okay? Yes. When you are healing the sick, you are not praying. Because prayer is only to God. When you talk to diseases, it's not in category of prayer. That's why sometimes you don't recover. You don't know what to say to diseases. You know what to say to God, but most of you, you don't know what to say to diseases. But how come these leaders are praying for the sick? They are not praying for them to recover every time. Maybe they are praying for them to be strong in afflictions. Ah, You need prayer to endure the pain. When you are healing the sick, there is no more prayer happening there. All right. So how come people are getting prayed for and they are not recovering? Because they shouldn't be prayed for. The one praying for them should be healing them. So that's why I'm asking you how have you been praying so far for that? For what? What are the things that you have prayed for so far? Some of you have prayed for a business, you have prayed for a passport. You've prayed even for a driver's license. You've prayed for a house, a car. You've prayed for a new job, right? You've prayed for more money. You've prayed for better relations. But the question is, let's get to see, let's get to hear what some of these people are saying. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you pray for a spouse, No matter, you fast, you, until I went to her. It only happened at the time I physically went to her. And I was no longer talking to God, I was now talking to her. Having talked, that's when marriage happened. You really find an honest man like myself telling you exactly how he did it. I'm trying to hope some of you are still there bothering God talking to God about your when you are done talking to God that's prayer you then have to approach I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not calling your spouse a disease you have, you have to know how to talk now to the situation you approach the person physically And it's no longer a communication between God and you. It's you and what you desire. You tell what you desire that I desire you. I desire you and you have to be honest. You're not saying, no, I'm just, I think I'm a fulfilled man. I just need some extra. No, you have to be honest. In as much as God has given me everything else, but I feel I'm in need of you and i'm needing you not next month now 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 now, now. Yeah. i'm telling you i talked to god about the about her several times she never came <clears throat> she never came where we used to stay should pass by, coming from school, I would usually watch her as she passes by. (laughs) Because I was talking to who? To God (laughs) about her. You have the language that God understands. But what you're asking for you don't have the language for what you're asking for. What you're asking for cannot hear you. Do you know how to talk to the mountain? Do you know how to talk to the mountain? So if it's about marriage, some of you have been pray, praying about marriage. What have you been saying? Because someone, someone right now, okay, let me just blow this out of, out of proportion. Someone here believes so much, believes so much, that prayer can save a marriage. So the more you believe that, the more you pray for the marriage to work. Yet, if you are to ask God so far how many marriages have worked because of prayer, you'll be shocked at the number that you you receive from God. If God were to go even further, he would rather show you marriages that broke because of prayer Because the more time that you're going to spend in prayer, praying for your marriage, the more time you're spending away from your spouse, from your husband. Let me teach teach you something here. Let me teach you something here. What is going to help you in that relationship is not the prayer. No. It is the intelligence that that prayer is going to generate. The knowledge, the wisdom, the Bible in Proverbs says that through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge it is filled with goodies, riches.
2: Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding. Through what? Wisdom. Uh, sit down.
1: Through wisdom. Is, not, is an house built so you want your house to be built now he has given you the formula you need what wisdom, wisdom. so he is not saying don't pray He's telling you what to pray for okay. so no matter how many days you spend in prayer unless your prayer life converts into wisdom so be careful of the wisdom that comes upon you during prayer as a wife what will build your house, what will save your marriage is not the prayer. It is the wisdom that prayer generates. So pray until wisdom. You pray until understanding. You pray until comprehension of your spouse. So that when that relation, so somebody's Somebody's just wondering. So, but is isn't that prayer? No! People, most people are good at praying, good at praying. It's praying, it's them talking to God. I'm talking about when it's now God talking to them. They don't know, they just don't know how they just don't know how to gather the spoils. They don't know how to collect the harvest. So when you are when you are praying for your marriage it is what the prayer will make you become So again strategy comes That's the answer strategy comes So a house is built by wisdom So any woman praying and she becomes prayerful and there is no wisdom that house is never going to stand. Why? Because there is even more lack of wisdom in that prayer life. The more she lacks wisdom, the more she she prays. So are we saying don't pray? No, we are saying do you know what is happening? So, a 30-minute prayer for your marriage must result in understanding, in knowledge, in wisdom. That's how the answer is going to come. And that wisdom, when you pray for your husband and the, and the answer is coming in form of wisdom, the, 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 the answer is not going to hit your husband the answer is not going to the wisdom is not going to fall upon your husband the understanding is not going to it's going to fall upon the one who has prayed you will be given understanding you will be given wisdom that's the only reason why relationships are breaking lack of wisdom, lack of understanding lack of knowledge not lack of prayer The ones praying. They don't know what to do with the answer that comes in form of wisdom. When you pray against an enemy, what will come from the Lord is a strategy. Strategy. Wisdom is a strategy. Not just with wives. Even the Bible talks about men. Dwell with your wives according to understanding. According to knowledge, doesn't the Bible talk about that? Yes, you dwell for you to dwell the dwelling part from the time it's
3: the sun rises until it's likewise, ye
1: husbands, what dwell with them according to knowledge. Wives, so is the ah, these are wives. This is dwelling. Men, are you here? Yeah. Spending time.
3: From sunrise to sunset with these people. It's according to what?
1: Knowledge. Understanding. Uh, okay. Again, you see, there's no prayer there. You will not dwell with them according to love. It's knowledge. It's knowledge. Lack of knowledge, lack of dwelling. Are it okay? I don't sit. Are it okay? The sun will not set. <laughs> <laughs> So the fight is going to erupt as a result of lack of what? Knowledge. Prayer. Knowledge. So if the husband is going to pray for his marriage, what exactly is he asking for? Knowledge. Knowledge on how to what? To dwell So that prayer now, you are not asking God to change your spouse. You are asking the Lord to give you a comprehension, the capacity to handle. Whether he changes or not, or she changes or not. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Give me understanding. To dwell. Why am I showing you all this? Because answers are coming in this form and we are rejecting them. We are rejecting them. We are looking for something supernatural to happen to him. And yet the supernatural has to okay on your mind when you are given and you are granted wisdom by God. And then that's because that becomes the beginning of the construction of your house based on understanding, based on wisdom. So what you build by wisdom might not really be kept by the same wisdom. It is built by wisdom. and gets established by understanding. So you build it, it's there, but for it to last, for you to dwell, you need, you need to understand. You get to a point in your life where you have to make a decision that what I'm seeking from today is to understand my spouse. Make it a point. You are trying to understand your business. You are trying to understand the Bible. But this person, you have to make a decision one of these days she's going to become another syllabus this person is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a subject that if you are to fail she she will cause problems that man will cause you problems she's more difficult than than commerce than accounts Study that one so that you dwell according to understanding and knowledge. It's not just the knowledge of God, your knowledge of that person. Your knowledge of that person so that you dwell. You want to face tomorrow, right? Because you are singing, I can face tomorrow. (laughs) Study this one. I'm giving you a break here because you have been waiting for God to deal with him. To deal with her. Yet prayer must deal with you. Prayer. Let prayer deal with you. So what did I mean by when I said strategic strategic prayer will attract a strategy. You must pray from a vantage point. What is that? You must be aware of your standing as you pray. Who are you praying? What are you praying? Remember, the watchman had to be appointed, so he has an office. So you prophesy from that position Who are you? If you are a mother, that's a vantage point. If you are a father, this is why you don't struggle pronouncing blessings or curses over your children. You don't struggle. That's why a parent cannot struggle to either bless or curse. It comes with minimum struggle. Why? It's coming from an established position of authority. It's a vantage point. So the power is not necessarily coming from you exerting energy in what you're saying. No, it's, it's an office that has been given to you. And if you speak from there, words can flow to a lesser subject. You can easily curse your children. So just by being a mother, God has already given you a vantage point. By being a father, it means already you occupy a position where you're most likely to receive from God the vision concerning your children faster than even the prophet can you didn't get that you, i know you want to go home now but <clears throat> yes you're not aware of that you're waiting some some of you are waiting for the prophet to tell you what your children are going to become in terms of their occupation and yet you are highly blessed over them. In terms of that vantage point, when you pray for your children, when you are praying for your children, there is the wisdom, there is the knowledge, there is the understanding of them that falls upon you. And when you start to finance their education, It is the education that is in line with the vision, with what God has told you concerning them. So you are minimizing losses. You are financing what you have already had from God concerning them. So Manoah is asking, God, I hear there is a man that came to my wife and this man, I don't know, I don't, you know. He was talking about... (laughs)
0: Manoah. (laughs) Manoah.
1: This prayer is not honest. A wife coming to you, your own wife that you, she was barren all these years and she's coming, she's saying, I met a man in the, for, in the forest. Yeah. And you were, he came when you were not here. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And he talked about pregnancy, yeah. that I'm going to be Pregnant. Uh. <laughs> Manoah, that I am a man of understanding.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No. Judges 13 from verse 6.
1: Manoah had to go to God with that matter. Yeah. (laughs) Because if that was an angel, he should have known that I was not home. I was. How? (laughs) I don't trust this message. So he's talking to God. I hear there is a man that you (laughs) sent. My wife is claiming (laughs) me. That you send a man. And can you please send him back?
2: Let the man of God which thou didst send.
1: Let that again. man of God come back. And teach us. Teach us. What so, we shall do unto ha, the child. So pregnancy is not enough. The vision, the promise is not enough. Give us more details. Teach us on how to raise such kind of a baby. So he's praying from a vantage point called called what? Parent. You are entitled to that angel as a parent. You you, you have a right. If your child wakes up and she tells you that I had a dream mama, this and this and this, I saw like an angel coming. You have a right to talk to God concerning that same visitation. This is my baby. I would want the same angel that came to my daughter's bedroom. To also come to me. I want to verify every spiritual activity in my house. You are entitled to that as a parent. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Because you know there are several other spirits out there. Especially in this generation, children are being told what to do. And I've told you that this demonic world has now become scientific technological witchcraft. You don't, know what your, you don't know what your child is hearing when he's putting on earphones. There is always people on the internet now giving your children instructions on what to do. They are being told by, there is someone right now uploading information, telling children what to do. Do you know there's nothing wrong with stealing? Let's do an exercise today. And they're being taught how to sneak into the kitchen. And they are stealing, starting from the before they rob a bank. It starts from that point. There is another voice. It happened in the Garden of Eden when another voice came in. And Adam was not watchful enough. And Eve was putting on some earphones, being told what to do. There's always someone trying to send a message into the spirits and into the soul of your children. But as a parent, you stand at that position where you can inspect. You have been appointed the watchman over your children. You see it before it arrives. Do you know how many children have killed themselves today being told? Being told by internet, a program that a child keeps on listening to until they are told, now you can do this, go pick a knife. Until they they are killing themselves right now. They no longer require some of these strange demons. No, technology has become their modern demon now. But for you to keep on having an overall voice over them, where what you say will stick to them over what internet can ever say that's authority now yes. Yes. you are given that position by god as a parent to speak over them and what you say stays on them more than what social media can ever say are you following this sit down sit down sit down sit down i'm trying to close now good boy i've been a good guy Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. So that prayer that Manoah did was a strategic prayer. And what God did was to send that same angel, but not to Manoah, but to the wife again, and the wife had to come to Manoah and say, Ah, had zoka
3: say that man has come back again.
1: And Manoah had to listen to the wife and be guided by the wife to identify an answer to his prayer. Mm. The answer was already here on earth, but Manoah didn't have it. He had to be guided by the wife to, to, to identify an answer. God has already answered you, my husband. Come and look at the answer. It's over here. And before the angel departed, he had to prove, he had to provide convincing, overwhelming evidence to Manoah (laughs) that he is not a guy from the next village. So that supernatural activity was just to confirm to the, otherwise this guy was going to be worried for the rest of of his life.
4: Mm.
1: Not sure where did this baby come from? So he had to prove some supernatural things just to so that you, you are at peace, you know this that's your pregnancy. It's not mine. Mm. Are you following this? Yes, know the communications of the spirit. Why is it that Joseph had to be visited by the angel of God, and he was told not to separate, not to put away. The Bible says his what? Read it. Because already it was, he had seen that Mary was pregnant. And he said, I don't want to shame this girl. I'm going to put her away, silently, quietly. I'm not going to make noise. About this. Like what we see nowadays, people make noise about almost everything. Quietly, I'm going to put you away. Matthew 1
2: 19. Uh Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man Mm. and not willing to make her a public example. Matthew 1 verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Mm -hmm. But while he thought on these things, Mm -hmm. behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not. To take unto thee Mary thy wife, mm-hmm. for that which is
1: conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Is of the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take Mary thy wife. We all know that she was a virgin. The angel of the Lord is saying to Joseph, don't be afraid to take your wife. There was no intimacy between a husband and wife. I know your understanding is saying they were going to eventually, maybe they had just engaged. According to you, let's listen to the angel. The angel is saying, your wife. And Joseph is being referred to as the husband. Yet at that point, there was no intimate relationship. She was still virgin. Mm, mm. I'm just, for interest sake. If, ah, okay, let me leave that one.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> give to us, brother. give to us.
1: <laughs> this understanding of the heavens, that this is a wife, this is a husband. So what is stopping Joseph from sleeping with this woman? If the heaven is confirming, like if if this was your dream, now let's talk about our misunderstanding of the heavenly language. If this was, a, a, this is you in a dream. Heaven is confirming that this is your wife. Would would she still be virgin the next day? No. <laughs> to think that if they were to sleep together, it was going to still be adultery between husband and wife. it was still going to be a doubter between husband and wife. Let me leave this one. I was preaching well. I was almost done. The reason why I'm saying all this, let me leave the rest, but all I'm saying is this most of you people, you are not sensitive to the response. What prayer creates, the light that begins to shine as a result of prayer. Prayer brings illumination, light is shed on the matter, and you now have a better understanding. Of the matter, you do not misinterpret your circumstances. You are given a comprehension why things are happening the way they are happening. That's what arrives first. Is an answer to your prayer over this confusion. God, I'm confused. God, I'm... what God gives you is an understanding, an ability to comprehend. Not many are ready to receive that one. They keep on praying. They keep on praying. They keep on praying. You can't be in a prayer closet. For one hour, and you still come out still ignorant of the matter. A case that you bring before God, it's an inquiry, it has to be addressed in prayer. Any matter that is confusing, now you say, okay, uh, if it's coming from the family, if they inquire, they should come to you. Not to come to you to say, let's go to a witch doctor. No, they should come to you. That's the final place. They should come to you for a word. And you say, so it's okay. I, 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 I wouldn't have asked God about this matter because you had not inquired. Now that you have come, let me go before the Lord. You know where the Lord is. You use their language that they understand. Let me go before the Lord, and I'll present the, the case." And you are given light. You are given light. All these prayers that we are doing and there is no improvement in our comprehension, the devil is not afraid of that. He's not worried when he sees you praying knowing that after two hours you'll still be as ignorant as you were before. He's not afraid of that prayer. The more you pray, the more you are jumping, the more you are... (laughs) He even promotes that. He likes it when he knows that you are going to get nothing out of this. So he gives you this edge to a point where it will sound like I'm insulting people if I'm to say it this way. Do you know that people can get to that point where it, even prayer can become an addiction? Where you now have to stand in the queue and be prayed for against an addiction called prayer. Someone religious might not understand that because they think prayer is good. And yet everything good taken in its excess, too much of the same thing, no matter how good, they say it becomes monotonous. Anything good that you can think of. Isn't water good? Take a lot of it. Isn't food good? Take a lot of it. Even oxygen, take a lot of it. They give you the most purified one. Uh-huh. Most concentrated one when you, are, <laughs> when you are almost fainting, when you are losing it. But once you get back to your normal state, they, they release you into a normal environment where the oxygen in the air is, not, is no longer 90 something percent, less than that. Yet it is good. I'm talking about prayer, it being that good. There can be an addiction where even God himself cannot invite you to another place. God himself cannot even stop you from praying. There are people like that. Even God himself, when he comes and he wants to talk, God has to wait until they are done. It has become a law it has become a law. You wake up in the middle of the night and you remember you didn't pray before going to bed, and you feel guilty. I've been in that position before. Why? Because I was bound. I didn't understand grace. I didn't understand certain dimensions of I would wake up and what? Pray. Pray, I don't go, ah. I it's, it's Child of God, you are. You must know that you are free. You are free. You should not. Your heart should not be pounding. We're going to arrive. I've got on this
3: bus and I haven't prayed.
1: What kind of a life is that? Fear is reigning over you. You are being guided. Your navigation system, your GPS system is called fear. You are are given directions and what to pray for by fear. Every night people are making confessions because they are fearing. What if I don't wake up? So you make conf because you don't (laughs) know.
3: You're afraid of going to bed in the, ca- in the event that you don't wake up, that you die in your so sleep. So you whisper all your
1: sins.
3: <laughs> Just trying to make sure that your My husband details. doesn't get to hear some of them.
1: <laughs> there is that addiction. You know, to recall addiction in fasting. There is an addiction to fasting. Irico, it's there. Addiction. Some of you might not really believe this because you haven't really taken time to investigate. There is addiction for almost everything. The only addiction that most people know is when you're addicted to drugs, they call that an addiction. But a, a, a good drink, can one be addicted to a good drink? Yes. Isn't it an addiction? It is. You can be addicted to watching movies, even good movies, it can be addiction an addiction. That God cannot invite you into a place of prayer until the, the movie is done. Same applies. God, the same God can also invite you from prayer to watch a movie because it contains answers to your prayers. You can be invited to a book. A visitor can arrive whilst you are praying and you call it a disturbance. And yet he is coming because of what you were asking for. It becomes so difficult for God to send messages back to you because you are too religious. Feel bad because you haven't you didn't fast. Do it because it is right, but don't allow the devil to teach you how to pray. (laughs) Don't allow him. Don't allow him. You can be addicted to anything. People are addicted to so many, even the preachers that are going to attack me on this one, they are they are addicted to microphones. And I can also be their addiction. They're addicted to me. (laughs) You think if we we don't control ourselves, if I'm to not control myself, are we not going to be gathering here every... Every service, every day. Ah, I have something new to say every day. <laughs> Meeting me once in a week. Ah, <laughs> ah, my cow right.
3: When I have things actually say, you guys will be in trouble. Ah!
1: Every day. I
3: have something new to say every day.
1: But I understand. She knows addiction. But I understand addiction. Addiction. A preacher can be addicted to the pulpit. Addiction, chai, 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 addiction. A real addiction
3: to the extent where people can actually see that you don't have anything to
1: offer. There's
3: no more word here.
1: But But you won't go home. You will not go home. You will not go home. Why? Because some, t- some of them poop it has become to them a therapy. They have never had so many people listening to them. And it has now become a cure to their ego. They have suffered rejection ever since. That's why a service can start from 6 p.m. until 2 a.m. And the people there are wondering, maybe this man of God likes God so much. No. It takes only those few with a descending spirit to know this man doesn't want to go home. There is trouble there. <laughs> you can really see that this man has got no exciting home to go back to. He's actually
3: dreading that when the service is over, I have to go back to that
1: house. And since I don't have
3: anywhere exciting to go, then let's all stay here.
1: So I can not when you prayed, what did you hear? Yes,
3: When you prayed that time, yes, God heard you. But I'm asking, did you
1: hear? I wa, I wa, I wa. Three hours. Three oh. seconds. Um, no, a hearing from God. For,
3: uh, God hearing from you for three hours is not a problem. But I'm asking. Three seconds of hearing from God. Have you mastered that?
1: Yet we are so pompous, we are so proud when we can talk to God for three hours. But can you, can God talk to you for three seconds and you hear him? Because that is what determines results. It's not how much you talk to him. It's how much you can extract from that conversation from his side, from his end. What did God say? What did God say? So you come out of prayer and there's no more fights in your marriage and you know what your husband is going to think? He's going to think that he has now improved. He has now become better. Yet it is you. There are no more fights, not because now he has become better, but you have become better. It's your level of understanding now. It's your level of understanding. But they will take the credit. So whilst you were praying for God to change them, You allowed God to work on your case, work on your understanding. Are you you following this? So what is that vantage point? The title that you have. Even as a wife, you can be given access to an understanding that is consistent with your relationship with your husband. You are entitled to such answers as a wife. Know that I'm praying as a wife. Though you are a child of God, but you are praying as a wife, you can be told things concerning your husband. As a wife, you have access to that information. As a husband, as the founder of the ministry, you, you have visions that you receive from that position of being the head of that organization. Visions that church members can never get. You are entitled. So if I'm going to pray concerning this ministry, I will have visions, and these visions, I'm entitled to them because of my vantage point. It's a strategic prayer that is attracting strategies concerning this ministry. So that prayer is from a strategic position. As the pastor of this this house, when I'm to pray for you, that prayer is coming from the right person. Are you following this? The problem comes when someone else now starts receiving visions concerning this ministry. Yes, that can happen. That can happen, but you see, visions because are flying all over. Visions are flying all over. And it can be Considered a stray bullet. There is such a thing as a stray bullet. We are no longer in control of it. It's a stray bullet. That one can also kill. They are very, very dangerous. not to
3: the bullet going astray stray is just ricocheting and bouncing off
1: of surfaces and it can hurt people. These are moments when you can begin to have visions and solutions to problems that are not even yours, to ministries that are not even yours. So, 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 so. I want to do this and I want to do it this way and then after that I'll do this.
3: Oh, this ministry is going
1: to, it's going to explode.
3: <laughs> Blow your own ministry out. Let's <laughs> no, put it, put it, <laughs> Why do you want to explode someone else's ministry? Blow yours
1: <laughs> You are not strategically positioned to receive that enlightenment. That light that you are receiving is meant for a strategically positioned individual who is your pastor. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I've read in the Bible and I've seen Kings who were not prayerful. They were given visions of an image as tall as this building. And there was brass, there was silver, there was gold, there was iron, there was clay, there was this, and they are being shown of kingdoms to come and including the kingdom of God. And they saw Jesus coming like a stone. He's not an intercessor, he's just a king. So what gives him passage to such revelations? A throne. It's a vantage point. Just because he's a king, God sees it fit to give such an individual what? Because he's a man who has secretaries, scribes under him. So it would be recorded. That dream would have been given to another grandma. It was never going to be in the Bible. So, God had to find a strategically positioned individual who is not prayerful enough to deserve such kind of a revelation. But he's strategically positioned. So, there are certain positions that you occupy in life, and you begin to receive visions that are in line with that position. Ideas that are in line with that position. Are you following that? Yes. Yes. So don't be afraid of certain positions. You can be given a position and you don't know what to do with that position. And from the day that you occupy that office, you will see there is a level of intelligence that will come at that level of office, at that level of responsibility. And when you pray from that position, Answers will come so fast because you are praying from the right place, from the right position. So I'm saying this so that you understand that you have a right, even if you detect the presence of a demon on any of your children. It's not me. You don't drag your baby to me. Already you carry power. Grace from the position of a parent to look at your baby right in the eye and you speak deliverance, you utter statements that this is my boy. You cannot occupy this body without my consent. You addiction. I speak over this. This is my baby. Such an utterance, it doesn't matter, he's going to smoke the following day or the no, no, no. You have already inserted a pill in his body. Huh? Yes. It's a matter of time. When they inject you, when they give you that chemotherapy. Because there is cancer in your body. Don't think that that first day you are going to see cancer vanishing. It's a matter of time. Slowly but surely, you will start to see signs. (laughs) Why? Because the program is now in the body. When you speak as a parent over your children, those utterances are there to stay. Some of you, you are here today. Not because you were smart. You don't know what was spoken over you by your parent. One of these days, it was already
3: predicted by your parents when you were a child that one day. Your
1: decision time, to be here today, you don't know words were spoken over you as you were growing up. Are you listening to this? So, your position gives you an advantage. This is why as you are praying even now, whatever you are going to ask for, you are praying from a place of deserving. You are a child of God. You are not a rebellious baby. No, I'm not praying from the beer hall. I'm not praying from the club. No, I'm in the house of God. I'm in the house of God. I could have been the most notorious guy in this country. But you made a decision. I want to be a nice guy. So, praying from here, you are praying from the right place. Jehoshaphat prayed from the temple of God. And he said, Oh, Jehovah God, isn't your hand mighty to serve? That's what he's saying. There's no weakness in you to deliver your people. He was praying. So, being here today, know this child of God as you are praying now. There's not even one thing that we are going to ask God for that will not be granted. Today. I want you to expect another deeper river of wisdom. That will begin to flow from today. You will flow from today. I'm talking about a river of knowledge and understanding that is beyond your comprehension. You will pray right now and God is going to open your eyes. You will understand what you thought was a problem. It's not a problem. As you are praying, prayer is not doing something to your problem. Prayer is doing something to you. As you are praying, you are becoming bigger than your situation, bigger than your problem, more powerful than your disease. Are you following this? I want everyone, wherever you are, to lift your voice and pray for any situation. You are in the right position, strategic position, a strategy is coming. God is going to show you how you're going to come out of that situation. I want to hear voices raised. Voices raised.
5: Voices raised. Voices raised. Light is coming. Light is coming. Light is coming. Mentebrosiatarabahai, Mise Teco Shadababaha, Recociate Livaha, Yazazaria Kabo,
4: Japrona Badigo Satir, La Croca is <laughs> Ote, Shetemaha, 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 if DE think you should never have to go to the city,
5: you are broke as a shake at the main, you are broken, you are broken, you are broken, you are broken, La prokozu vina nika za prokan du se de ke
0: de 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 ke se keza la
5: prokomoduza
0: sika muka bi bi bi
5: bi
4: ya komand
5: ki shaki pokasi akabarata la Joka di sekte, la brioza di kaya di kote,
0: di andha
5: dekor zavete kehasia, di bini kisi kida kehasia, zavonda madede, zavete kekejke, di kabonda di kopari sadiga, zavurakandi kandi kamika, di 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 de 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 La de ya la vie se siakaha si va Si, bradikia barita, baricha, ibiti tiki tiki kiti kiti kaja. Rabino kasi ya krania maso bedeka, mendo jobos, mabibi bibidiisha, latizo krevo, raisa bradikia, ibiti kiti 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 piso kaja. barote si changa barote, ne bedeka Akabara, Rabate, get the get Ki is a man whos a man whos a man whos a man whos a sadika, ja a man whos a man whos a man whos a man whos a man a man whos a man whos ya bebe 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 man whos Listen
1: to this. These things that the Lord is teaching us. Today, what God is trying to do is to put an end to a struggle in prayer. (laughs) The struggle, where you are brought to a place. Where now prayer can become an enjoyable exercise because you are guaranteed of what has already come. It's not the love of prayer that should always increase. It is our desire for answers. Our desire. Allow God at some point to interfere. Allow him. If it's God, allow him to interfere. Sometimes religion has taught us to be so rigid in our beliefs that even God himself cannot allow us to have a break, an invitation by God, even to a place away from prayer, some of us will not accept you pray for Peter to come out of prison. And Peter comes and is knocking at the door. He cannot make you stop praying. They knew how to pray. They didn't know how to receive the answers. These are moments when an answer comes to disrupt your prayer life. And they all disagreed. This cannot be Peter. So what were you asking for? Do you have the capacity to receive what you are asking for? One of these days, the Peter that you were praying for, the husband, the favor, the business is going to come knocking at your door. At that time, at that point, it will not take prayer. It will take understanding for you to open the door and you receive. Some of you, you are entangled, you are bound to places and you are sitting there, you are rotting. You know that you have been there for years. You just can't seem to shake yourself free. Jesus, looking at this man, knowing that he had been in that condition for 38 years, that's a long time. So inasmuch as you've been bound for such a long period of time, there comes a day. Jesus comes walking, you were searching for healing that comes from heaven in the form of an angel, and it drops into the pool of Bethesda, and here comes another answer, another healing, walking from the east. Jesus comes and he says, do you want to be made whole? It's an answer that is no longer coming from the pool of Bethesda when an answer comes from in an unexpected direction where you never expect it. Jesus, who is not only the son of God, Jesus is God. He is not here to watch you as you suffer. He is here today to declare freedom to His people. Freedom. If even a sword from the Lord cannot touch me, how about a sword from the devil? If demons, evil spirits, unclean spirits cannot inflict pain on you emotionally, why should a husband, succeed? Why should a wife succeed? (sighs) Some of you, it's going to take a lot of wisdom now and knowledge, not only on how to dwell, but you have to make a bold decision. 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 Some people are not going to agree with that decision. Even yourself, sometimes you are not. The part of you, A greater part of you is not in agreement with that decision. But you have to make that decision. I've, I, I dealt with cases personally. If I'm to tell you stories, you will not leave this place where I've tried to directly advise people to take orders from the Holy Spirit and not from the people. And they disobeyed the Holy Spirit. Disobeyed the Holy Spirit. Disobeyed the Holy Spirit. We dealt with a case where a woman came crying she had two missing teeth because of physical abuse in the hands of the husband and we told her he's going to kill you what is the lord saying and she insisted what are you, you prophet, what are you saying? And I'm saying, what does the Lord say? You have the spirit of God upon you. He did not call us into bondage, but into liberty. And we asked her, why do you call this marriage? Who told you this is marriage? And she went back and she started saying a lot of things concerning the prophet. Do you know your you know my husband? No, I was not advisor. Yet there was no one who had advised her. We were just asking the question. What is the Holy Spirit saying concerning this relationship? She went back. The second thing that happened is horrible. Horrible. To think that a man can take a wheel span and insert it into the body of a woman. Pushing a a metal object into the body of a woman. I'm saying it nicely because we've got kids here. How long it took for that woman to recover, even from the infection, she was in the hospital. That's the second one, from missing tooth, now look at where it is going. And finally, before she made a decision to move out, she was killed. As we speak, the husband is still in jail right now. He admitted to everything. But wasn't there a warning before? It was there. But someone is saying because God hates what? Divorce. One of these days, Peter will come at your door and will knock. Only there is the spiritual... Will respond. There is nothing that my wife can ever do to me that will cause me to beat her. There is nothing under the sun that can ever be done. Nothing under the sun that can ever be done. There is nothing. people in this place, you have suffered spiritual abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. And you keep on holding on, because you're afraid you might fall. You are afraid. What if I fall? My sister, you have already fallen. My brother, you have fallen already. This is not what God has called you to. A life in God is a life of freedom. Why am I saying this? So that you know most of these sufferings are sufferings that you can stop. These are sufferings. I have to say this before I let you go. Majority of these afflictions, these are afflictions within your capacity to solve. How many times have you been deceived? Several times. God bringing information to you on a daily basis. And what have you done with those submissions by the Holy Spirit? Nothing. Still you are praying for God to deliver you from a situation. Ah. A strategy is coming strategy. Be ready when it comes. That is how you are going to come out of this. Your deliverance is coming in the form of strategy. very little idea. The light as I speak is still very, very small. (laughs) But you stay on it long enough. You brood on it long enough. I know some of you would have wanted to talk to you, you would have wanted me to talk to you about a powerful God who can do this, who can do that. But I'm saying the God who can do wonders is in you. <laughs> is in you. What you are asking God to do, He's going to ask some of you to do that. The day that you receive the most powerful message is the day that you are told that you can make a change. You can make a decision. You. You. If I want to change my life today, I know some people, they can, they, they can say whatever they want to say, that you can't change your life. But if I'm to make a different decision today, my life can be different. My life can be different. I want some of you here to make good use of your free will. Choose right. Choose right. Life is here. Death is there. Choose life. Choose life. Choose life. Don't allow anybody. 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 You are not the temple of your friend. You are not the temple of your wife. You are not the temple of your husband. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Make this thing work. You are delaying yourselves from getting into that promised land. If the conflict is between you and your wife, you and your husband, please resolve it as quickly as possible. Please. Please. These little, little fights are not worth it. Your tomorrow is bigger than even where you're coming from. How can two walk together unless they have agreed? There is an agreement that is needed here. What is it that is feasting on your energy? What is it? What is it? get rid of that. If it's fear within you, get rid of that fear. How many of you here, you have been in a situation where you were even afraid to make a good decision, knowing the decision is good, but you were afraid? Yes. I've been there before. I've been there before. Fear. Because you don't want to be misunderstood by people. Yet there comes a time in your life when you have to be as bold as a lion. And you say, I've stayed in this valley for too long. time to rise has come when you realize that your time has come at that point nothing can stop you now nothing nothing so child of god i've just given you a good word that even if the sword was from God, even if the judgment was from God against you, you can still be warned. You can still escape it. I want you to leave this place today knowing that you are no longer a sinner before God. He loves you so much he cares for you. And I hear him loud and clear. He is saying that he will see to it that you are kept from every harm. I receive from every danger and, I and from every violence. I as long as the word of the Lord stands And as long as I stand here as his prophet, even this ground, this earth will not test your blood.
0: I receive.
1: In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This thing that I see, where it was supposed to have happened. Ah. Thank you, Lord. You are free. I receive. You are free. I receive. You are free. I receive. You are free.
0: I receive.
1: It's a, it's a lot of people here it's a lot of people here you had mistakenly acquired and received an inheritance of death That's the only thing that you got from your lineage. You are born to die. But not anymore. I receive The Lord your God is saying to you today with long life I will satisfy you. Phases will come, waves will come, fire will come, mountains and valleys will come, but you shall remain standing. I receive. This is the word of the Lord to you. And be encouraged. I've spoken to everyone here under the sound of my voice. Your life is not a mistake. When you go out, you go out blessed. When you come in, you come in blessed. If there was any disturbance in your favor, any disturbance in your privileges, any disturbance in your health, any disturbance in your career, any disturbance in your relationships, there is a cure here today. Jesus is your high tower. Jesus has become your tower. I want some of you here as you are going home, have an understanding that when you visit your tower, when you sit in Christ Jesus from there, you look down the valley, you will see the Moabites that they are dead already. (laughs) Dead. Dead. If you are going to forget everything that I've said, Please go home remembering this one thing. I have spoken as a prophet from God to you that there is no problem that you are currently having that will remain on you forever. I so from now every problem is dissolving away now. I receive. No, I'm calling your body back to peace. I receive. I'm calling your financial life back to peace. I receive. In the name that is above every other name. I receive. It is from Jesus the High Tower where we see our enemies falling. Child of God, if you are going to be singing, choir, you'll give us a joyful song. People are going to sing like they've never sung before. You are coming to drop your seed on the altar, knowing that as you are singing, the Lord is going ahead of you. Before you arrive, I promise you, child of God, hornets from the Lord will go before you. I receive. Whoever is in possession of your possessions will be dispossessed.
3: I receive.
1: You didn't
3: know that, right?
1: I've said it before,
3: I'm saying it again.
1: Your
3: house has already been built. It is already built. You've also passed by there.
1: All you need now are hornets from the Lord. Hornets from the Lord. I want you to take out offering those that require uh, healings and miracles will have time for that. There is a lot that has happened today. I know the kind of miracle that God has performed today. All you need to do now is to leave this place as you go you will see favor graph has gone up. You do things with ease. I receive. Why? Why? Because the oil is flowing now on your head. I receive. So I want to pray for every seed. Please put it in your hand. Tithers, I told you I have a message for you. I will still bring the message to you. Make sure that you have tithed. And also those that are contributing towards the building construction, the house of God in the city. Make sure that you do so very soon. I have a very special program for the partners also. So make sure that you get paid up. And for today's seat, put it in your hand. Let me have it. Let me see it. Put it in your hand. Father, I pray that you increase the bread and you increase the fish. Bring sufficiency, multiplication, increase and abundance let financial fortunes open up financial doors and windows open up let the financial river flow in the name of Jesus I I release this grace an anointing over finances an anointing for money to flow unhindered from today Anyone who is supporting God's work will be supported by God. There is no project that you are never going to fail in in tackling from today. You will tackle every program, every business, every idea, every project. You are being given capacity by the Lord to tackle it. In the name that is above every other name, I, I pray grace follows you from now. I receive I'm the one praying that grace follows you from now.
0: I receive.
1: I say grace will follow you from this place. I receive. Wherever you go, His goodness and mercy shall follow you. I receive. How many days? of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord those that are sick you are healed in Jesus name
2: I receive
1: I said those that are sick you are healed in Jesus name I receive choir Do you want
3: the choir to sing for you? alright
1: All right,
3: then choir, please give us a song.
1: And these ones will also give you a song. Everyone rejoice in the Lord. Be happy, be excited. And I promise you, as you go, you'll find your enemies already on the floor. Victory is guaranteed. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout of praise, someone. Everybody,
0: put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together. <speaking in Spanish>